Hello, and welcome to another McGatton Fry's Movie Reviews podcast. Hello, and welcome. Uh, I should point out that it's almost a year. Almost, not yet. It's not yet a year. Yeah. When will it be a year? August. So all of so all of our fans can take note. Yeah, thanks all three. It's great. Speak, speaking speaking of fans, uh, if you have any uh, questions or complaints or any comments about this podcast, please email us at uh, podcast at meapprise.com. Yeah. Should introduce ourselves. Yes, I'm, I'm Gavin. Gavin. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about some movie news, and then we'll be uh, doing some movie reviews. I'll be reviewing uh, Knowing, starring Nicolas Cage, the uh, new Alex Proyas-directed movie. And I'll be reviewing Ice Age 3, The Dinosaurs. Did you see it in 3D? Yes. You saw it in 3D? Yeah, so we give the 3D a run-through as well. All right, okay. And then after that, we'll talk about the Malaysian uh, top ten at the box office and the American top ten at the box office. Starting us off in the news. Well, the first big thing we need to talk about is Green Lantern. Yes, so as I said. <laughs> Green Lantern Man. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. This is awesome. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's, it's, it feels... Uh, I'm, I think I'd probably be a lot happier if he wasn't also Deadpool. Yeah. That was kind of weird. I didn't... You know, it's like... It's going to be tricky seeing them both. Yeah, it's going to be tricky. And also, it's like, uh, will it affect the Deadpool movie? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they've already said that it's going to push it back. Yeah, yeah they're going to push it back. But by then, I mean, the momentum is going to be gone anyway. So yeah, I, don't, yeah. I think that uh, it possibly might not even happen. Yeah. Because aside from Ryan Reynolds, there was no announcement of anybody being attached. No, it was just, it was he just, was always talking about it. It was like Ryan Reynolds was the one pushing it, you know, like just probably having the odd, you know, lunch meeting with some Fox executive. It was like, yeah, we, we we're, gotta do yeah, we're going to do this, man. We're Fox. You can trust us. <laughs> we really want you involved. Yeah, no wonder they said he can talk to, you know, he's, he's gonna, he can break the fourth wall. But who's going to do the Green, uh, the, who's producing Green Lantern? Or what's the, um, that's Warner Brothers. It's DC. That's Warner Brothers. Uh, DC. It's being yeah, directed Fox, by Martin Campbell. Yeah, so Fox have the rights to Deadpool, do they? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's could be awkward there. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, and also, another another green uh, thing that's been happening is that Stephen, Stephen Chow has uh, officially gotten out of uh, Green Hornet. Oh, he's officially out. He's I saw officially out. bits and pieces on asking was he out, but he's out now totally. Yeah. I mean, like, it was, we, we found out a long time ago that he wasn't going to direct it, but um, it turns out that he's also now not going, to, not going to play Kato either. Yeah. So, don't know who's going to, probably Jason Scott Lee. Probably. Um, speaking of Asian stars, did you hear Tony Leung broke his, broke his arm recently? Yes, I heard Tony Leung broke his arm. How did he break his arm? He broke his arm working on uh, a new version of Ip Man. Oh, really? Yeah, did you not hear that? No, 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 no. Oh, they were doing some stunt stuff and um, someone overextended with a kick and hit his hand and he broke a bone. No? But uh, it's Wong Kar, Wong Kar Wai movie and it's following Ip Man who trained Lee for five years when he was a teenager. Um, they mentioned the other one, which was played in 2008, so this is like quickest remake ever. Mm-hmm. But um, it seems kind of redundant why they make it after Ip Man was so good. I know, I know. Uh, uh, why would you want to remake Ip Man? It's just stupid. Yeah. I mean, speaking of uh, you know remakes that are just coming too soon, is the Let the Right One In remake? Yes. That's coming way too soon. I mean, they they obviously know they have an uphill battle to win over crowds or something like that. Did you see the uh, the poster art? They had the three posters, yeah. Yeah. It's Let, let Me In. It's Let Me In. Yeah. It doesn't make it much better. No. And listen, this guy, like uh, the director of Cloverfield, what's his name, Matt Reeves? Yeah, Matt Reeves. Yeah, he's, he's putting, <laughs> one of the talkbackers is like, are you kidding me? His fucking name on the fucking poster? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck does he think he is? Yeah, yeah. From the director of Cloverfield, Matt Reeves? I mean, it's like... <laughs> Prick. I just... Uh, they had some casting stuff as well with the kid. Yeah, it's the... Um, who's, is he's the kid from, from what movie? Uh, I don't know. They have, have the caster? I just saw that... There, there, was, there was one... Um, uh, there was one sort of a new, new news piece about uh, one, one, one kid who's been possibly... Confirmed, or at least is in the running. Oh, okay. No, because I heard what I saw was that they had uh, some audition tapes leaked. Three of the kids. Mm-hmm. 
three of the girls mm-hmm. and um, they all look pretty I mean obviously the photos around them were like you know kid publicity photos so the ones they, could, they showed were just like you know they all look a bit too cutesy pie mm-hmm. but you never know what they can do with makeup I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what the original girl from uh, that the right one like the right one in looks like when she doesn't have when she doesn't like fucking scary bitch <laughs> But it's funny, like, even when she was looking scary bitch, there was something still very cute about it. Yeah. Which was, uh, quite scary. Very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what you imagine Morrissey's kid would be like. <laughs> uh, did you hear about there uh, being a third Bridget Jones movie? I didn't even want to comment. It was like, uh, the first one I did find funny, but mm-hmm. the second one was just, uh, Well, I mean, like, uh, Rennie Zellweger, I mean, she's, uh, she had a panic attack when she found out. Yeah. Yeah, it was quoted like at the back of the star. Like they have these like little, these little bits, and she's like, you know, the doctors are saying that it's not healthy to do that. <laughs> and I must confess, I am somewhat weirded out by the whole thing. But um, yeah, that'll be a trip. Like, mm. I mean, like it's it, it's kind of stupid. I mean, like for God's sake, how either either marry Colin Firth or dump him and get with Hugh Grant. Yeah, what's what's that? It's like what what? There's nothing. I did, no see it, to go I did actually see in the story that it's like, you know, it's not based on the books, it's based upon some letters. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's wrote. like, uh, <laughs> there, was, there were only two books. And the second movie wasn't even good. Yeah. The second Bridget Jones movie was shit. That bit in the, the Thai jail was actually quite racist. Yeah, it was just <laughs> fucked up. I mean, I was like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Uh, speaking of fucked up, <laughs> Hugh Jackman sells makeup in yeah. Avon Man. Avon Man. Avon Man. It's not based on a comic book. Uh, no, and uh, what kind of put me off this was the blurb. Even the blurb from the company making it said, like, where you know he's a their steel worker or something like that, and he gets out of work, and then he gets a job as an Avon man, and everyone laughs at him first, but then he uses his wiles to uh, win over the women and start becoming the best salesman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, something. But they like said that. they're looking for like um, a, a Monty. The last was it uh, the full Monty kind of vibe. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Oh, don't mention that. Now you've yeah, you've soiled you've, it. You fucked it for me. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is uh, the new movie that uh, Hugh Jackman is doing with 20th Century Fox. The issue that I have with it is that uh, it's it says it's a comedy pitch from um, the writer of Hitch, Kevin right. Bishk. <laughs> a comedy pitch from Hitch writer Kevin Bishk. <laughs> Hitch Say that bitch. five times really fast. <laughs> Kevin Bitch. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so, and, and I have a problem with that because it sounds like a Hitch pitch. Yeah. You know, and it's... I don't know. It'll be well, we'll, just have, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, maybe there does need to be a get made. Is uh, there's some casting news out about Machete? Yeah, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, Jonah Hill, and lastly Robert De Niro. De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in talks to play some senator, uh, Senator McLaughlin in the movie. That'll be that'll be cool. Yeah, I mean it's getting a good cast yeah. if they get all those. Jeffy. <laughs> uh, do you remember um, a while back we brought up the uh, the movie version of World War Z? Yeah, that. Um, Mel Brooks' son Al was it? It was it was the uh, the guy the guy who um the guy, who directed Quantum of Solace again? Uh, Mark Foster, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was he was slated to direct it. it I think he still is, isn't he? Uh-huh. I th- uh huh. I no, I think he dropped out of it. Oh, okay, but they changed the writers. Yeah, they about. changed the writers. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, uh, Swazinski. Uh and uh, now they've gone with uh, Matthew Michael Carnahan, who uh, wrote The Kingdom and State of Play. Yeah, which is quite. Heavy for World War Z. I mean, it, I don't know if that's the, the, the kind of you know that, if that shows they're going to go with the kind of more docurama kind of because it's a book. But the book is a series. Of I know, but it can be like different genres. I mean, like yeah. Frank Darabont, he wrote the Chucky and Nightmare on Elm Street movies because yeah, of that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
I nearly had a heart attack like when I, when I went back and watched some of those movies like yeah. oh, Frank Darabont <laughs> you and, then when, somewhere. and then when you watch The Mist yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah you can see where it comes from but I remember watching in a documentary on um, this was one of the one behind the scenes thing on the Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. and uh, he was saying that uh, Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption it was either a toss up between that uh, to write to like sort of work on that script and sell the script or yeah. take on a directing gig and had he done that, his first directing gig would have been a Chucky movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that would have been the end of his he, career. He was seriously considering like putting Shawshank Redemption aside to do a Chucky Ugh. movie. Because in his mind, he had no idea it was going to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and even when the movie came out, it still bombed. Yeah, yeah. No one knows when they see this, when they, you know, you never know what happy actions will create these things. Uh, I remember hearing a one, like another behind the scenes doc where Gil Bellows, is that his name? Gil Bellows, the guy who played um, uh, Bobby, the young guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he was saying that uh, it was the most it was the most silent seven Academy Award nominations you've ever heard of <laughs> and that's actually a damn good way to describe that movie yeah. because I remember it, it, it got nominated for like seven awards but didn't win shit yeah, yeah. it was really like the dark horse and left the dark horse it's everything. just so weird that it just grew so much in the intervening years it's crazy other uh, superhero, news, superhero news we should have mentioned is the photos from Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Finally get to see uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow. Black Widow. Okay, I'm, I'm alright. I'm okay too. It's, it's working out so far. It's alright. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that they show that the, there's two photos online. One is, they're both from Entertainment Weekly. One has um, Mickey Rourke, Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson standing in their Iron Man gear, standing around. And the other one just has uh, Scarlett Johansson on her hands and knees. <laughs> looking upwards yeah. as if it's you <laughs> but I like the touch in that she's standing behind um, Robert Downey in the mm. main picture yeah. so you can't really make out what her what she's wearing yeah, what yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. but the shot of the action shot does look quite good and they've managed nice. to get the Black Widow bracelets yeah, yeah, yeah. which the is bra- very yeah, cool yeah, yeah. in a way that like works and her suit is like different layers and mm-hmm, it actually mm-hmm. makes it looks like a, you know it's, pretty, it's a burglary outfit as opposed to a fetish outfit yeah yeah no, it, look, it looks good. I mean, yeah, there were some people pitching about it, but I was like, Jesus Christ, just chill out, man. So you heard the announcements about, there was a little bit as well about how they fit in when they're explaining what they are, they're setting up some of the roles that'll be in the movie. Like uh, the Black Widow will be working with Tony or something yeah, like that, so yeah, there's yeah. going to be tension between her and Pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, was it Gwyneth Paltrow was saying that, um, that everyone, they, everyone wants that to fight. That there is some weird male fantasy wish fulfillment going on in, in this movie. So. Yeah. But then Robert Downey Jr. said, like, uh, "Was it? We're, we're like we're, every other super we're horny. We're the horny superhero movie. <laughs> not, not you can't bring your kids horny. Yeah. Just horny. Just enjoyable <laughs> horny. Yeah. And uh, while we're at it, fuck DC Comics. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you hear about the Star Wars reco- uh, Star Wars Uncut um, project? No. This is a cool thing where some uh, guy online has selected 400. He's cut the movie up into 15 second segments, and then he's offered them all out on a giant board and everyone's signed up to do one so each person gets to do 15 seconds of Star Wars they get one scene each mm-hmm. and they get to just record their 15 seconds and they're going to add it all back together again right so each scene <laughs> will be with different directors different t- styles different effects and just uh, I don't know why they're doing it it's just like a fan project Jesus and, and like there's only so far there's five, as of this morning there's five up there like I mean I only heard about this midweek and by Friday all the slots were gone so they're going to do it again with other movies I think, as well. So there's five so far, and one of those is like um, the Death Star kind of conference table conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, they were close enough, they're standing around the desk <laughs> and they're actually going, but it's like really fuzzy shit and Dave Vader looks terrible. But there's another one which is uh, Han and Luke at the uh, near the end, before the battle, mm-hmm. where the conversation they have beforehand goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that whole thing. And that was done in stop motion animation with toys. Uh-huh. So that's, there's just going to be every, it's going to be totally schizophrenic and all these different things. But it's kind of cool to kind of, you know, getting people involved and... God. Like, we wouldn't have done a 15 seconds if it had this one there. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. But it's interesting to see how they come out with now. They start putting them up, they're putting them up as soon as they're ready, so... Mm-hmm. They'll just be able to watch half the movie in bits and pieces through these different scenes. That's a trip. Mm. Do you, you definitely hear? worth looking out for anyway. It's uh, StarWarsUncut.com. Star Wars Uncut. No, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. You hear about uh, Nicolas Cage We're talking about Ghost Rider 2. Oh, no, I didn't hear this. Yeah, but, uh, God, it's like, I, I really don't understand what's going on with people. It's like, they want to reconceive the movie. So it's like, it'll be kind of like a reboot. Already? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's ever been a reboot keeping the same actor. That'd he, be a weird. He told him. I mean, but I think in, in Ghost Rider, he was probably the most valuable commodity in the movie. Mm. You know, so you know they'd probably replace the director before they replaced Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the only he, cachet they have. That's right. But he told MTV, oh, "I would like to reconceive the movie. I would like to go in a whole other direction." And I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he and this they is. They want to go in another direction. They want to make one that makes money. Yeah. No, no, no. The first one was a huge hit. Was it huge? It was a pretty big hit. Man. Uh-huh. But he says, like, and this is, this is kind of uh, uh, scares me a little bit, is that uh, I, he says, I would make it less of a Western and more of an international story. It's like, what is that? They got some um, what focus notes. It's like, yeah, make it less American. What does that mean? Like, less of a Western and more contemporary? That I get. Yeah. You know, but I thought like, the Western elements were quite good in the movie. I didn't though. mind the Western elements. Mm. I just had an issue with the script. <laughs> mm. It wasn't a very good movie. There was the, the great point. I think it was on TV recently, recently where it's like Sam Elliott, you know, escorts him and they do that whole cool, that the, the awesomest scene in the movie yeah. with the two Ghost Riders. And you're like, that's amazing. And at the end of it, he just says, all right, there you go. It's over there. I'm off. That's the last ride I had in me. We just did it for the last 10 minutes to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm off to die now. Bye. <laughs> Uh, but Sam Elliott can sell anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can sell any line. <laughs> I'm with you, Sam. It's like, yeah, do it again on the way back. Get the flames going, buddy. Although I am looking forward to Nick Cage's uh, two new movies, G Force. I'm looking forward to G Force. It looks fucking stupid. I'm gonna get to that when I'm talking about the Ice Age review, actually, because there's some pertinent points between Ice Age and that. Because right. we saw that and they had the trailer in 3D. I see. And the trailer does look pretty cool. There's a lot of like pew, pew, coming out towards. Mm-hmm. I'll reference. I'll talk about that later, though. And Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, Bad Lieutenant. Shoot him again. His soul's still dancing. It just looks David Lynchy cooly. <laughs> Could be awesome. Um, another web project I saw. I'm not 100 percent sure. This is for publicity purposes, I presume. But um, Mean Magazine is running Cinemash, where they're just getting different people from different movies doing different scenes from other movies, mm-hmm. uh, or messing around, or might just messing around with that concept. The ones I've seen are um, uh, Joseph Gordon Hewitt, Levitt Hewitt, and. Um, so we decided we'll do uh, Sid and Nancy. Mm-hmm. But she's Sid and he's, uh, he's Nancy. This is actually uh, relating to a scene in the movie that they're in, uh, 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Where they basically like make the, the comparison that he's, um, he's, Nancy. Nancy. he's Nancy and she's Sid. Yeah. So they act out the full thing in full wardrobe and it's quite nicely put together and everything. And then there's another one with Cheech and Chong getting out of a van and then arguing economically why the price of a nickel bag will stay the same or rise. Mm-hmm. And either way it ends up, this van will still be smoking. <laughs> but they go into the argument, there's like, there's only one way to, to settle this. We have to do it through Tron. And then they get into the light cycles and it's all Tronish effects, but like a way more trippy kind of thing. There's no like straight angles. It's all like acid trip. Uh-huh. So it looks, it's really nicely imagined. Like, I mean, I, I think looking at the guy's faces for the bike scenes, they were obviously just sitting in a green screen room. Like it's, they're quite cheap, but they're 
you know, well made. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely worth checking that one out. No, no, it sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. How was uh, how, so like the the Sid and Nancy one? How was that? It's pretty good as well. It's just weird. I don't know whether um, Joseph Levin, oh, fucking triple barrel. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, <laughs> these triple barrel names. I hate yeah, them. Yeah. But um, he really like it's weird. He's got a he's got a like stubble and his voice is fucked. He's obviously been parting the night before, huh. or maybe it's just because they've been rehearsing. And he's been screaming like Nancy for the whole thing. But it, it's quite weird. Very weird. I mean, I'm not that familiar with the original Sin and Nancy, so if I had been, maybe it would make more sense to me. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of places online were just raving about it, saying this is just, he commits to the role of Nancy. <laughs> uh, how much you want to bet he's going to be the next one that, so we get a leaked audio file with him going off on something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he's that kind of actor. Yeah. Did you, you got your I wish, did you, you see the, understand. did you see the pictures of him as a uh, corporate commander? No. Oh no, there's, there's some new ones. It's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a bit of a reveal. Like, mm -hmm. he's not set up as the commander at the start, but he is later on. Yeah. And some shit happens to Destro and stuff as well. Yeah, I've heard, I've, I've read, a, I read a couple of online reviews. Yeah. And so far, it seems to be like. Fun and games. Fun and games, yeah. <laughs> but in it, he's like, he's got, like, he has been some kind of disfigured, and Nanobots can do everything in this movie. And he just has got a little Darth Vader kind of a mask on it. So he doesn't even, like, at the beginning now, I don't know what he ends up with at the end because Destro gets more Destro like near the end, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard that. Cobra Commander gets a bit more, he's just like called a commander or something like that. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I'm looking forward to just seeing that movie, whether it's a car wreck or not. <laughs> I'm actually, well, I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing G.I. Joe. Yeah. Purely like, as, as like, whatever, whatever is left of an eight-year-old inside, not even a 12-year-old, yeah. a fucking eight-year-old. <laughs> uh, it's Stephen Summers. It's Stephen Summers. It's Stephen Summers. I mean, like, I, I know. I, like, I mean, I couldn't bring myself to hate the Mummy 3. You couldn't bring I yeah, couldn't, yeah, yeah, exactly. when I reviewed it. I was going in there yeah, ready yeah, to yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I got yeah. my barbs ready for this review and then it was like, oh mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah. I wish it well as in I don't you know wish it any specific harm. <laughs> oh, oh, oh uh, another comic book uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman. Cast in Thor. Thor. Yeah. And she's a real world character, not a Asgardian. Yeah, real world character. So that does seem to bring they're going to bring it down to earth slightly. Slightly, I mean, to set it up for um, Avengers, I would imagine mm. they would have to. Because there had been with the casting and with Brad and everything else. I was going, yeah. I was thinking like it's all going to take place in Asgard. Well, it's I going think, to be I like think, I know. think a large part of it is. Yeah. You know, but um, because they're still going on about the fact that uh, Donald Blake will not be in the movie. Who are? Huh? Who are? One um, of the No, no, no. I've I've heard. Um, I remember reading that in some like official thing. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that they weren't going to go the Donald Blake route. I don't think have they done the Donald Blake route in the comics for a long time. You know, an awful lot of the, the best well-known kind of Thor stories recently are all the ones where he's just a god all the time. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, Asgard comes to New York or something like that, or he's out for something else, and it's just they seem to have hit the right balance of the, in the comic books. Yeah, and I think they're going with that. Yeah. Uh, but um, she's playing a character that was uh, part of the Donald Blake arc, so yeah. they're obviously mixing and matching it a little bit. Yeah. Or just taking the name. She's a nurse. Nurse who falls for a Norse. <laughs> There's uh, hopefully something you'll find out at Comic-Con. Uh, they're talking about Daniel Radcliffe, David Tennant, and um, James McAvoy as casting in The Hobbit for Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah, there was... Uh, it's possible that they might be announcing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, I mean, that'll be... I mean, um, they're interesting sort of choices. I'd see McAvoy in it more than Tennant. Yeah, me, me too, me too. But that's, I think it's because of his face. It's more, I think it's I, because he's already played a fawn. <laughs> but, yeah. 
And pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. can see, and, and they made him, you, he has a face that looks okay on a small body. Whereas David Tennant is just too fucking tall. He's just like, you know, even if you just take his hands or his face, they look tall. <laughs> But uh, having said that, I'd be interested in seeing David Tennant. Oh, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be, see I'd be it, very fascinated by, by watching, by seeing what David Tennant would do with it. I think McAvoy still has that like youthful kind of you know earnestness that he needs for that for the Bilbo and the Hobbit as opposed to later on. You know, mm-hmm. it's, he just uh, McAvoy has a more kind of open kind of childish face or something like that about it. Yeah, no, I think McAvoy would be a good choice. Mm. But it's just kind of, oh, you know, I mean, like it's a bit a bit risky for him though because he'll be so identified with that role after. Yeah. And you know he's been working hard to earn like the action cred with Wanted and all that. For that one, he worked out for six months for that one ten second scene where he's in the bathroom with his shirt off. I know, and he doesn't even look that buff. <laughs> <laughs> he looks skinny. <laughs> I could kick his ass. He's wiry. But don't watch the, you gotta watch the wiry ones. You gotta watch the what? The wiry. <laughs> wiry. Also, news you'll like as well is uh, Pierre Morel, who did directed Taken. Yeah, now he's doing Pursuit. Pursuit. And at uh, the tail end of this story. I saw the title, I didn't even look. Yeah, it was what, like. What's it about? Um, is it about what I think it's about? Is someone. Is, is, it's is our lead character in Pursuit. It's the <laughs> conflict photographer Jason Howe, who fell in love with a woman while on assignment in Colombia, only to discover she was an assassin. <laughs> so that's what he's working on. But at the end of this, it also mentioned that Marlon and Luke Besson are also developing a Taken sequel. Yo. <laughs> Liam Neeson versus Europe. <laughs> he told her not to go on holiday again. Daddy! <laughs> 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 Especially when she chose the Middle East. <laughs> she should have listened to Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can do a recut in the trailer when it comes out. Liam Neeson. <laughs> but I'd like to see more of that movie. It was a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would see it again. Alright. Yeah, um, trailers? Trailers. Um, I saw the trailer for uh, Amelia. I saw that a while ago as well. It was just, but it is—it it screams uh, worthy. It screams Oscar. Yeah. It's like, oh, please reward me. Like, what do you do with that ending? Everyone knows she dies. Well, I think this is—you uh, know—it's that whole bullshit thing where they try and take you as far as they can take you before they, uh, you know, get oh, you yeah, to believe. Sure. It's like JFK. We all—we all know what happened, but yeah. you know, somehow when you're. In that court case, you yeah. think he might win. But watching the trailer, it looks exactly like I imagined it would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there was no, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's, yeah. Exactly, that's what I think of Amelia Earhart would fly. Mira Naya, she's had her balls cut off. Yeah. <laughs> she used to be like, uh, she, she used to be a much, much more like uh, individu- individual um, filmmaker. Oh. There was one, um, Cemetery Junction was the first trailer I saw last week. We might have skipped over. Is this the one with Ray Fiennes? Ray Fiennes yes. and Ricky Gervais <laughs> and uh, Stephen Merchant. 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 It's funny. It looks funny. I don't it know if it's going to be like the movie, if the movie's going to be actually like that at all. It's a funny trailer. I don't know if the yeah. movie, yeah, but yeah. it's a funny trailer. I mean, um, and it's nice Ricky to see Ray Fiennes loosen up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but the, the two of them, because of the interaction with him, the two of them are the two of them in the office. Or not the office, in. Um, uh, extras. Extras. Yeah. You know, he he's the stupid one who says things occasionally funny, and he's the snarky little kid who mentions. He says something at the end of nearly every one of Ray Fine's sentences. I can't believe I can't believe it's all one shot. They must have done a lot of digital shit because I'm sure he was just like <laughs> in the middle of it the whole time. Because if you see any of the extras on his shows, I'm amazed. There's that reason why there's only like twelve or thirteen episodes a season because he's giggling on the floor for the time they were supposed to shoot the other thirteen. But there's little sly digs he's given them, like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I shouldn't this list. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that one loves Oscars, yeah, yeah. Do you get one? Yeah, no. Because no. <laughs> no, oh, like, oh, like, Stephen Merchant was like, oh, but Oscar winner. Oh, no, no, I didn't win. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. Oh. 
And what was this for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, just, no. it goes into yeah. that kind of the, their style of like, yeah. instead of, I've hit it, I've made a complete train wreck of this uh, conversation. Instead of like stopping, they'll kind of then just kind of go on another train and crash that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're quite good. Again, no, no idea what the movie's about. Me neither. Another uh, quite uh, enigmatic trailer I saw was Despicable Me. I didn't see that. Yeah, the poster just has me with this kind of, it looks like the penguin. Mm-hmm. In profile, mm-hmm. and it's even referencing it somewhere else. And it's like it looks like uh, very much like up. Oh, the style of characterization is getting very similar. I find, yeah, like it, it shares kind of its clarity with a chance of meatballs. It looks a bit like that, mm-hmm. but and it looks a little bit like up as well. There's some characters in it that look just like out of up. So it's just quite weird to. They're not even trying to forge a direction for their visuals. However, the beginning of it, you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Some people visiting a pyramids and. Um, kid falls off a gant- little fucking brat falls off a gantry onto the uh, pyramid mm-hmm. and it collapses mm-hmm. and they're like what and it's like it just <laughs> air rushes out and it uh-huh. turns out that the um, the pyramids have been one of them has been stolen right and then it just cuts there, there looks to be a quite funny aspect to it where there's a newscaster talking about all the around the world uh, governments are taking action to make sure that their most you know valued landmarks don't get thrown away, don't get damaged don't get stolen and they have like all around the world like you know Paris um you know the Eiffel Tower and all this kind of stuff and then there's guy, some guy in Wisconsin with a just like giant beer can getting his gun ready <laughs> the Chinese park beside the uh, Great Wall of China and a bird flies across it's just blown out of the air <laughs> so then they have the um, what's you call it very like the Alfred Hitchcock kind of Alfred Hitchcock presents logo you know he would step into it and it would mm-hmm, be his profile mm-hmm. they do that and it's just Steve Carroll talking it's like what kind of person would do this very despicable person and I just leave it at that there's no indication of who he is or what he's right, doing or what right, it's about. Right. It's a teaser. Very much so, but it's a quite good, interesting teaser. Like it's it's a good way to get you interested. Okay, cool. No, I, I um I saw it, but I didn't check it out because I saw it like that it was animated and I just wasn't in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't stand that shit no more. Dude, I've been been, been having to sit through a lot of animation. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, another trailer I saw was Whip It. I didn't see that. Yeah. Didn't see that. This is, is it very more the roller skating there. Right? Yeah. Is yeah. it good? It looks good. Yeah, it looks very good. Uh, what's her name? Ellen Page, Ellen Page. Is doing her normal stuff, her kind of conflicted teenager thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, she just, you know, there's sort of family where they want to go to pageants all the time and stuff like that. She wants to rock out and rebel. And she goes uh, to a roller derby, doesn't know what it is, and then just get, gets into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drew Barrymore is in it as well. Mm-hmm. There's a whole load. It's just that clash of like. It does look a lot like Juno, just the style of it and the look of it. Mm-hmm. And the roller scenes are quite, you know, real looking. They're not actually, you know, stylized in any any real way. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a good kind of kid growing up and rebelling story. And there's a lot of near the end. There's a lot of music bits, but you know, we're, get, we're get losing our daughter and our only chance to be happy. And, you know, they kind of do show a bit too much. Right. But it does look like it could be a lot of fun. Another another movie trailer that showed way too much is Brothers. Have you seen this trailer? Tobey Maguire, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Natalie No, Portman. you mentioned it on your Twitter, but I never actually yeah, yeah. checked Dude, it out. Yeah, you watch the trailer, it's like you've seen the whole fucking movie. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just... This, oh, I got halfway through Under the Mountain teaser before... Um, yeah, I hate Yahoo movies, fucking yeah, streaming I hate, software. No, no, I, I hate watching trailers on Yahoo. It's terrible. It's the, Both of them froze up halfway through. It was just pain in the ass. But uh, so one of the men, I just couldn't watch that. I couldn't end up watching this Sam Neill. I, have a, I saw Sam Neill asking me to watch it, and then it went crap down the middle of it. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs looks funny. Yeah, it looks like, Why can't you be more like my son? So, yeah. Remember the little, little, little kid in the corner? <laughs> that looks funny. 
fucking food. The, the pizza slices are attacking them. Oh, everyone's waiting in the Italian restaurant to yeah. see that bit, and all yeah. the pasta and meatballs just land on everyone. It doesn't land that they're all expecting it to go on the plates. <laughs> but I heard the book is quite light, so they've added in a lot, apparently, to get the movie, you know, pad it to movie length, and also to give adults something to enjoy it when they're watching it. Right. I think the book is, the original children's book is mostly pictures, you know what I mean? Well, I'm thinking the same thing about where, where the wild things are as well. They're going to have to pad that movie out quite a bit. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> and it's, I mean, it sounds like uh, Jones did. That's why he has to redo it all over again. I saw the trailer for that actually attached to Ice Age as well. It was just... On the big screen, it really looks uh, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it was pretty much the same trailer. It might have been, they might have been doing what they've been doing a lot recently, which is that trailers on, we see online... This, when we go to cinema, the it's same slightly trailer, different. slightly different. Slightly different. Small yeah. differences. Yeah, yeah. Not enough that you would see it on the internet where they say trailer one, trailer two, but mm -hmm. just enough to be slightly weird. Yeah, it's like there was, like for uh, Revenge of the Fallen, there were a couple of trailers like that. Yeah. But the combination of the uh, Midnight Fire song and just the visuals and the creatures look amazing. Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire. What did I say? Midnight Fire. Midnight Fire. Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil. <laughs> the time has come. Oh, God. But another one I saw, which looks like it's another one of these Harry Potter chasers, was Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Lightning Thief. Yeah, I know, I didn't see that. Does that look good? It was, again, another stupid thing. It's like, hey, we want everyone to get excited about our movie, except people not in the United States. I couldn't find the trailer first because it was all on Hulu or some of that. Mm -hmm. It was blocked mm -hmm. outside the US, so fuck you. But um, it does have that magical... Does, I think it does for New York what Harry Potter does for the UK as regards, you know, being very localized but very internationally well done, apparently. Because it's like it's in New York and this kid goes in with the keys off the guards, goes into the lift and there's like an extra button appears with Omega on it. Uh -huh. And he like shoots out the top of the Empire State and he ends up in Olympus. Because he's part god and he's got to deal with like the Greek gods. Right. Um, Who's in it? Rosario Dawson's in it um, as Persephone. Uma Thurman's in it as Medusa. She's moved on from the Aphrodite role. Oh, right, cool. Uh, Steve Coogan's in it as Hades. Kevin McKidd as Poseidon. Um, a young boy discovers he's the descendant of a Greek god and sets out on an adventure to settle an ongoing battle between the gods. Kevin McKidd is Poseidon? Yeah. Cool. So that's been the, I mean, I was first looking at it going like, oh, this is just trying to be a Harry Potter rip-off. But mm -hmm. then again, the Spider-Web Chronicles trying to do that, and I really fucking enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I really liked Spider-Web Chronicles. Yeah, that it's just really well-made cool. kids. Those movie. goblins were freaky-looking fuckers. <laughs> What's his name? Um... <laughs> guy who played the main one Nick Nolte Nick Nolte yeah, 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 yeah this yeah. is fucking creepy <laughs> <coughs> alright we move on to this week's movie reviews mm -hmm. ladies first pussies next okay um, good comeback yeah <laughs> awesome uh, I saw Knowing the um, the latest movie to be directed by Alex Proyas who is the uh, director of The Crow um, and Dark City and yeah. I, Robot. And which we talked this up quite a lot before it came out and then kind of neglected to see it when it was yeah. out. <laughs> uh, it stars Nicolas Cage. Um, it's... I, okay, I would... I don't know. I got, this is the kind of movie that would really um, divide people. Really? Uh, I think. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I, I did think that it got a little saggy towards... There was, there was like a 15-20 minute lull in the middle of the movie where you're really just like, oh, fuck's sake, let's just... Cut to the chase. Yeah, cut to the chase and do it. But uh, what it really has going for it is the, the concept itself is, is really cool. Yeah. And they get a lot of mileage out of that. Um, I mean, quick, um, synopsis. Quick, quick synopsis of the, um, the movie. It opens uh, 1959, I think. And um, this little girl, she's uh, hearing all this, all this whispering in her head and shit. Yeah. 
and uh, she writes and uh, she had uh, won this competition of coming up with the best idea of what to do for um, the time capsule. For, yeah, for the for, for the opening of the school, like to to to, met, to mark the occasion, and that was the whole time capsule idea. Like you write your vision of the future, and then fifty years later they'll dig it up. Yeah, and um, so laugh at how naive you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While and, you're shooting each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like uh, the day that she's supposed to do this, she's like hearing all kinds of freaky shit, and. Um, and the the kid that they cast, uh, she's she looks you know pretty freaked out as well. So yeah. that, that that's cool. You see a lot of the the, the past the setup story. No, oh. uh, the setup, the whole setup story in the past. That's about the first five minutes. Ah, okay. Yeah, it doesn't last very long. Um, so then she writes down all these numbers. Um, you know the te- she, you know the teacher takes it from her because like she's just like she can't help it. She's just like writing all these numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, and then after that, it gets buried, and then 50 years later, Nicolas Cage's son gets it. Yeah. Um, but just before, um, they have this whole like a 50-year ceremony where um, uh, each each student gets given like one of the envelopes from one yeah. something one of the kids drew, and uh, Nicolas Cage's kid, before he gets it, when he's like lining up to get it, he starts hearing the same shit. Ah. He starts hearing all this whispering <laughs> crap and all of that, and um, and then he gets given that that envelope. the list the list yes. Um, and Nicolas Cage's character, who is, um, he's, uh, he's a professor, um, professor at MIT, and uh, he has sort of lost all faith in religion, lost all, uh, you know, I believe, he, he doesn't believe in fate anymore, he believes mm-hmm. in, doesn't believe in, it's just pure randomness. Is he a nihilist? Something like that. He's also an alcoholic, uh, he's not, not a great father, he's a very um, possessive father. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the thing about Nicolas Cage's character is like they've thrown so many things at him to make him flawed. Yeah. That it's like, <laughs> but the thing is, is that he never does anything that makes that comes across like he has lots a, of flaws. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's just, he just he, was, he just happened to be a bastard in the past, but for the purposes of this movie, he's gonna be all right. And uh, he had lost his wife in a fire, and uh, ever since then, just been very obsessive with the son, very protective of the yeah, son yeah. and everything. You know, like constantly drinking. And just that's his way of being protective. <laughs> yeah, I gotta take care of you, boy. I'm gonna help me a bottle of Jack Daniels. But uh, and it's like, and how he discovers how how these numbers may mean something is when he's fucking drinking. Oh, nice. <laughs> because he's watching the TV. He's pouring whiskey n- neat into a glass, and he keeps watching the TV, and he doesn't realize that he, the whiskey's pouring on. He's oh, the glass is over, uh, like overfloweth, and so he takes the glass and puts it down to in the kitchen counter to clean up and then note, then sees that oh shit I've put my glass down on top of this 50 year old document of the past <laughs> and then he has a look at it this treasured relic and it just so happens that the uh, the ring of his glass the has circled some numbers cir- circles some numbers and he takes a look at it and when he works it out it turns out to be 911 ah right and, and one thing that is cool is that, that this whole setup is actually very cool when as he finds out what it means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way that's done. I mean, Alex Price, he knows how to frame a film. He knows he, kn- he knows how to make a movie. I mean, it's it's paced quite nicely. Um, and the build-up is quite nice. Uh, but Nicolas Cage, actually, it's... You kind of feel a little sorry for him because he's been in so many shit films lately. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, there's a couple of things. Like, when he's... When, uh, when, when these dark city-looking motherfuckers are coming after his kid, uh, which is another, like, whole subplot of the movie that's really interesting. The trailer kind of... If you, the, the trailer kind of like sold it weird. Really? And like watching it, it doesn't look like that movie. It doesn't look like that movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, the, the the trailer showed a lot of dark city aspect to it, and this, not not really, in my opinion, no. No. Aside from the fact that it's like uh, tall guys in black. Yeah, yeah. You know, like tall, weird-looking guys in black. 
but they're nothing like the Dark City characters. No. Nothing like that at all. Um, it's but it feels more of um, of a sort of a psychological sci-fi, mm-hmm. and um, it actually has a lot of balls. I mean, I won't I won't say anything more about it. But uh, the places that it goes are pretty fucking hardcore. Good. Um, some of the effects are a little a little scratchy. Like uh, some of the really huge set, like the, the set piece with the plane. Yeah, that does because it's all they were saying it's all one shot. And, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. They were bigging it up a lot before it came out. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's cool, but it looks like an effect. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the, what you want to see. The, the, see the idea behind it and everything, um, the execution, like uh, performances and everything, that's fine. It's just the, the you can see the effect. Yeah, yeah, and that's a big problem with it. it takes out of the movie a little bit. Um, I, li- I mean, I liked it, but I can't imagine people having issues with it because it's, it does go in a very particular direction about halfway through the film. Mm-hmm. And it's, you either buy into that whole idea or you don't. Yeah. If you do buy into it, it's actually pretty cool. The, some, like, uh, the, um, uh, some of the imagery that you see is actually pretty interesting. Imagery you don't expect to see in this movie. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, another thing like for Nicolas Cage, having been in so many shit films, it's like there's bits where he's running in the woods you know, and you're just thinking next, and you're just thinking Wicker Man. <laughs> you know, uh, or next. I yeah. mean, I mean, or he rose through the woods and next. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's one bit where he's like, because these like Dark City looking guys are after the kid, and he walks out of the, he runs out of there with his uh, with his baseball bat. You know, and he's like, no, you you stay away from me, get here. <laughs> and it's just this look on his face, like cracked up. He looks so funny. You know, <laughs> he's like, you want some of this? <laughs> <He hits> them. <laughs> And I was just cracking up. And I don't think it was supposed to be funny. It's just Nicolas Cage. I was like, it's Nicolas... No, because I see Nicolas Cage in Wicker Man. Yeah. Don't come back here! What do you want? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would... Um, I'm not so sure um, if I would... Highly recommend that. Highly... I mean, like... Uh, I'm it's not, not champagne. It's not... It's not plain... It's not champagne. You haven't said that in a while. No, no, no. It's not champagne. It's... It's Riesling. Mm. It's a nice glass of Riesling. I mean, it's. I, I enjoyed it. You know, like for it, it satisfied my sci-fi craving for the evening. No, no. Um, it's it's not a patch on Dark City. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it is better than iRobot. <laughs> uh, I still need to get the uh, director's code of Dark City. I uh, I'll pass it to you. <laughs> it's the same movie, just more or less. Just darker city. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, um, definitely worth a rental. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this week I saw Ice Age Three: mm-hmm. uh, Rise of the Dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and. Um, so that's in full 3D. So before we get into the movie, we'll talk about the GeForce trailer you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The GeForce trailer in 3D, they have a great thing at the, the Dolby Digital 3D cinemas when they have the, when it's like they have a, a 3D, ver- gla- 3D animation with the glasses on screen, that's when you put yours on and it's nicely, you've got a cool little 3D glass in the middle and then when they do a countdown to the 3D movie starting, like starts off an old black and white reel and then explodes and whatever in a Michael Bay type effect and then the, the numbers come at five, four and they're floating in front of you. Which is the old, you know, the old style mm-hmm. spook when you get them kind of mm-hmm. 3D. GeForce just had so much of that, and after people talking so much about the immersion, they're always the new 3D is all about the immersion. It's not about the cheap, tacky reaching effects. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the immersion. I'm gonna go see GeForce in 3D. Fuck it. They just they're firing grappling hooks that are coming out of the screen towards <laughs> you. They're being chased by a truck, and it's like you know they're right over you. It's Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. <laughs> they just they they come forward in 3D, which I say itself doesn't. Mm-hmm. They actually come out into the cinema as right, opposed right, to right. using it for depth. Right, right, right. And it just it, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of flying kind of jumping scenes that will work really, really well in 3D. So I'm actually now because I was looking at it going, this looks. I mean, we saw the trailer before. You were far too enthusiastic over it. 
I, 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 I thought it was funny. I was just like, I was like, I was like it's funny, but it's, uh, it's, it's, I can just see it being so I, mediocre. I wasn't very enthusiastic about yeah. it. I, I just said, this looks really funny. Yeah. <laughs> if they can keep that. I mean, I, I guess I could just keep thinking of small soldiers. The disappointment that, the disappointment that was to me. Well, that was a shit film. Exactly. And I thought it was going to be good. I buy into the hype. Really? I, I never thought it was going to be good. No. No. Even from the trailer, I could tell that movie's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a good nose for these sorts of things. But uh, following on from Ice Age 2, where Manny the Mammoth met the... Uh, I never Ali, watched Ice Age 2. Ali the Mammoth, who thought she was a uh, possum. She'd sleep upside down in the tree. I, did, I didn't like Ice Age 1, so I never watched Ice Age 2. You never liked 2. 1? No. I mean, I always liked 1. 1 was like... It was so bitty and so unlike the other animated movies that were coming out from Pixar and everyone and DreamWorks mm-hmm. Animation. No, 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 the, the, because the, it was just a series of sketches and it was a very interesting look. And it, mm-hmm. but it was sketchy. It was incredibly sketchy. No, I like the look of the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my my issues with these types of movies rarely are to do with the visuals. Yeah. You know, it's just like I just didn't find it particularly funny or entertaining. Oh well, I mean, we I, maybe maybe it was we were I was finishing college, so we're only in one house, so that might have been might have been something there that went. Possibly. Made us watch it more and more and more. Because we watch it like every three weeks. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Drunk. It was great. But um, Ice Age 2 was fair to middling for me. I, think I don't think I saw it in the cinema. I was like, nah, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the man, the, the, you know, they're funny, they're freaky fucking tribe in the first movie. The second movie, they're looking for a mate from Annie and they're also running from the Ice Age melting where their, their area was. Um, they were living under a giant fucking glacier and it starts melting and they have to run away from that. Mm-hmm. So this one now... Um, the uh, Ellie's having a baby, mm-hmm. played by Queen Latifah, who's mm-hmm. just intensely annoying. <laughs> Queen Latifah, not so much Ellie, but every time I hear Ellie, I'm like, uh, I'm, not, I'm waiting to be annoyed by her. Mm. But it didn't quite happen. Uh, Ray Romano's uh, in it, and they basically Sid, who's played by John Leguizamo, who's yep. a sloth. He uh, he's getting some issues because you know Manny and Ellie are having a baby, and he's not so much involved with the herd anymore. And Diego's getting issues as well because he's getting old and he can't catch this gazelle who's pissing him off the whole time. He's like he's grabbing his chest and having blurred visions. So Sid finds this hole in the ice and he finds these eggs and he hatches them. Mm-hmm. He's trying to they're, not, they're going to be his babies. They're going to be his, his kids and they turn out to be three baby T Rexes. Right. So then this whole shenanigans happens and the rest of them have to go into basically the lost world mm-hmm. to find Sid. I see. So for some reason all the mammals talk to each other, but uh, dinosaurs don't talk at all. They're just like filthy animals. You know what I mean? <laughs> They just, uh, maybe they could have had them speaking a different language, which would, make, which would make sense, but as it was, all the dinosaurs were just threats. You know, there's no friendly dinosaur who's going to help them out throughout the movie or join them. To get that role, what they have is a fantastic role by Simon Pegg, which it took me, you know how much Simon Pegg TV movies mm-hmm. I've watched, and it took me till the end to figure out it was him. Oh, really? I just like, they've got someone British for this, and it's quite well. He plays this guy called Buck, who's been living in the savage land for quite a while, so he's completely fucking insane. Mm-hmm. So... Simon Pegg gives up, like he's basically like Tarzan gone nuts and he has all the best lines in the movie. And he's like, you know, he's talking about this, the biggest monster, the biggest dinosaur in the entire area and he's like, he gave me this, points to his eye patch. And the two possums are like, oh wow, he gave you a fucking eye patch? That's sweet. He's like, no. The books, his name's Books, so the book stops with him. So he guides them on their way to find the other guys. But he just, along the way, he just gets loads of crazy scenes. The plants try to eat them. Um, there's not, as I said, with the 3D, there's not an awful lot of it coming out of you, which is surprising with so many options available for it, with dinosaurs snapping, plants, quick creepers, and all that kind of stuff. They just, there's no point in being in 3D. You can actually see this in 2D and not lose anything at all. Really? Okay. Yeah. Overall, as a movie, then, it's funny in places, but I wasn't laughing as much as a lot of other people in the cinema. Mm. So, I mean, it's middling, to say the least, but, I mean, it's, I, just because of the fondness for the first one, I was happy enough to watch it. It was a good waste of an afternoon. 
Mm-hmm. But not going to change your ideas on the movie after not liking the first one. All right. <laughs> it didn't look particularly interesting. No. It doesn't. <laughs> so what is it? A warm beer? It's a mm-hmm. warm beer. <laughs> yeah, it's a warm beer. <clears throat> okay. So, okay. That's our movie reviews this week. I don't know what you're going to see next week. Any ideas? Um, I'm going to try and see Harry Potter. Oh, wait. I won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna try and see Avatar. <laughs> You're gonna try. For those of you who don't know, we'll be on a hiatus for the next two weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We might try and get a live reportage from San Diego Comic Con, but considering how much of a technical klutz you are, I doubt that's gonna happen. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll definitely have a report. A report, yeah. <laughs> you have to phone in over the phone. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the top tens. Where are the top tens? There we go. Number ten. Nardo di Gadi del Bebe. This is a new movie, isn't it? Is it? It's been on three weeks. Weeks in release? We missed it. Indian movie. Yeah, yeah. Number nine. Terminator Salvation. Number eight. Kambach is... New. New. Guessing it's an Indian movie. Number seven. The Last House on the Left. I'm sticking around a while considering how repellent I've heard it is. Well, Malaysians have weird taste. Number six. Matisuri. For example. Exactly. Number five, five, Drag Me to Hell, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Number four, Obsessed. Obsessed. Beyonce Knowles and Ellie Larder. Yeah. Number three, Public Enemies. That's out already. Oh, I guess we'll see. We'll I guess we're going to see that soon. <laughs> number two, Ice Age 3, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. And number one, hanging in there, yeah. Transformers. Three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row. I haven't seen any updates on how much money that's making so far, but... Um, it surpassed the, the first one. Oh, yeah, already. Yeah. So Michael Bay's made more than 75 million this time. I guess. Uh, U.S. box office, uh, number 10, ten taking Pelham 3. Number 9, My, My Sister's, Sister's Keeper, Keeper, Cameron Diaz. I've heard, uh, the review of this I've heard online is Cameron Diaz, don't do these type of movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Even when I was like, uh, when I saw the poster, I was like, no. it just looks wrong. This is not going to happen. It's wrong. There's no spunk in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> number 8, oh. up. Uh, number 7, I love you, Beth Cooper. Yep. I, I've seen trailers for this and it just weirds me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 She really is completely two-dimensional and vapid and I don't know how they're, if they're going to... It's a guy who professes his love for this girl and then at a graduation ceremony and goes nuts after her afterwards. I know. It's, but she just seems so slutty. Yeah. It's like, why would you lust after this girl? The more you get to know her, it's not like she's going to soften and go after you. It's like you're going to realize what a nasty slut she is. Yeah, Chris Columbus, he hasn't directed a good film in a while. He's directing that um, Lightning Thief movie. Is he? Yeah. Okay. That's why it probably looks a bit Harry Potter. Right. Um, number six, The Hangover. Still hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Number five, The Proposal. We're number not going to see that. Number four, Public, Public Enemies. Enemies. Worldwide release, not bad. Number three, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Dropping slightly in the US. And number two, Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. And number one, Bruno. Which I hear is going to plummet big. Really? In the second week. It's just not the word of calling it? Um, well, I just heard like the, uh, the Friday sales. From the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, there was already a huge dip. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's shock value. Well, I, again, another reviewer heard saying that you know one of the points where this works with with Ali G with Borat is that no one knows who he is, whereas now people know who he is. He's been in Talladega Nights for God's sake. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be it, the whole point of those things is that you can't you, you know you have to find people who aren't in on the joke, and mm-hmm. if everyone's in on the joke, it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's going to start running out of steam pretty quick. Yeah. No, I think this is the last one he's got in. Yeah. He needs to do more acting roles, actually, real acting roles. Yeah, because he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'd look, Talladega Nights, I, I, he was fucking he hilarious. He was fucking funny. 
his accent and just that like, hanging out with like Moss Def and someone yeah. else and just like I'm walking around holding hands and stuff. No, but that movie cracked me up. That was the last great Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. It was fucking genius. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Allah. Help me, Tom Cruise. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. You're not on fire. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Help me, Oprah. <laughs> okay. I want to see Anchorman now. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. Fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> uh, fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk to you again in a few weeks. All right, see ya. Bye-bye.